Hi everybody, this is Patty. Welcome to the Witching Hour. We have a beautiful guest for you today, witch and author Charlotte Wilde and her brand new book, Eclectic Witchcraft. It's really great. But before I bring on Charlotte, where's Patty? I have no idea, but I had to look. I looked for you guys. If you are um, tuning into this, the first week we drop, which is the week of Monday, August 21st, I'm somewhere in Louisiana filming. I am. I am somewhere in Louisiana, maybe Baton Rouge, maybe New Orleans. I am working with my other team, um, the Ghost Finders, one of our Paraflex teams. So I'm really excited. I work with them um, a few months back and it was pretty magical. So I can't talk about that yet, but I will let you know when it comes out. Um, just before this, I just finished Hexfest um, with Christian Day and just everybody coming in from all over. And I go from here filming, I'm gonna go straight to Michigan Paracon. Yeah, the 24th, 25th, 26th, I'm going to be way up in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Look up myparacon.com, M-I-P-A-R-A-C-O-N. Um, other than that, I am pretty much here. I might have a couple things pop up, but I'll talk about that later. I have coming right at you in September. I've got a beautiful witchy weekend in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, it is going to be classes and workshops and readings and seances in Albuquerque. I've never even been to Albuquerque. So discover it with me. You can get all the information on my website, on my social media, or if you can't email me or text me. And then the end of the month of September, I'm going to Massachusetts Paracon with my friend Sam Baltrusta. And that's going to be really fun. Um, I'm going from hot Arizona to chilly Massachusetts. So, and maybe you want to come with me. And then it goes on and on and on. I've got Orange County Paracon. I've got the Vampire Ball. I've got, um, go to my website is what you got to do. PattyNegri.com. I always keep everything updated there. And on all my social medias, Patty Negri, Patty Negri Psychic Medium. Um, I am not in town this week, so no classes at University Magicus. I don't know if I'm doing, we have to be in the moment, the Witch's Movie Coven, but the Witch's Movie Coven goes on without me. You still have Heather and Richard Lael and Jason and Courtney and sometimes some really fun surprise guests when one of us aren't there. So that is always 60 Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, with or without me, witches watching witchy movies and talking about them with you guys. Um, make sure you go to Mission Control so you can have something to wear there. Um, nice witches movie coven wraps and outfits. And of course, go to my new spellcaster line. Also, landed on mysterycontrol.com. I have beautiful, magical spellcaster shirts and hoodies and all sorts of things. And then of course, my my baby of all babies, my Patty's Power Panty Line. Um, change your underwear, change your life, a spell in every pair. I have been doing this for decades and finally decided it to bring it to the world. And they are working. I'm hearing from everybody who's getting them. Each pair comes with a spell. It's a magical sigil or symbol. It's done by the color and the word, and you put the spell into it. And uh, it's everybody's secret weapon. Superheroes have magical underwear. So can we. And pretty much, I think that's it. So you guys find your magic everywhere. Um, make the most of your life and 
that's where I am, lost in Louisiana, more than likely. Probably a real haunted place somewhere. Hey everybody, it's time for the Willow Report. Yes, my little baby princess, who's actually looking in the camera for once, almost. Anyway, what I thought I'd talk about today is bonding with your dog or cat or any other animal this actually works with. Now, a lot of people talk about their familiars. Is your cat familiar or your dog you're familiar? And they certainly can be. Willow is not quite yet, though I have those little glimmers of hope that she's starting to get magically minded. But here's a way, whether she ever becomes one or not, or whether you even want them to do it, how you can connect and really communicate with your dog a little bit more on the other world side. Um, first off, get your animal and get it at their level. So you're facing, ah, dog hair, face to face. So either put your animal up on a table or you get down on the floor. And I want you staring at your puppy, not like I'm doing it now, but you are eyes to eyes and face to face. And I want you to like try to match your puppy or kitty or bird's breathing. If you can kind of tell they're breathing in and out. And if you can't, that's okay too. I almost like a little meditation, just staring at each other. And they usually will do it. They'll just kind of feel that energy of what you're doing and then take a big yawn. <laughs> so anyway, look your dog in the eye. Get almost into your own meditative state. If you work with special spirits or your guides, just say, I want to open up. I want to talk through the veil through my little to my little fur baby. When you get your breath going and you think you're both in kind of a relaxed state, I want you to start sending energy out that you are kind of going within their head and thinking what they're thinking and invite them in to think what you are thinking, literally, like you're gonna mind meld, kind of like Star Trek or something. And you will start to feel this kind of different feeling. Now, I like to say things to it because, you know, I'm kind of a chant girl or a story girl. Our words are very important to me. So here's a real simple one that you can certainly use or make up your own. But while I'm sitting here looking eye to eye with my little beautiful willow, I can say something like, my heart to your heart, nerve, bone, and spine. See, my mind to your mind, your vision is mine. I look through your eyes, you look through mine. Between things we know things, beyond both our kind. Just sit there for a second. You're going to get a kind of a feeling or a perception of seeing things a little bit from their point of view and perception. And they're actually going to get a little bit more of seeing things from your point of view or perception. It's really magical. It's really fun. It's a great bonding exercise, whether you think you're really tapping into their thoughts or not. I think you are. But let me say that one more time. So she likes it too. My heart to your heart nerve, bone, and spine, my mind to your mind, your vision is mine. You look through my, uh, no, I look through your eyes and you look through mine. Between us, we know things beyond both our kind. And then give them a hug. And you might have to try it a couple times and it'll get better and it'll get easier, but 
I bet you both of it think you really communicate with your dog anyway. This just knocks it up a notch. That's the Willow Report. Hi, everybody. Okay, for this week's magic and spell lesson, we're going to talk about a magic spell box. What? Or a magic oven. What? No, I don't mean your electric or gas stove in the middle of your kitchen because they won't let me in that room very often. I'm talking about something that can help you with your spell work. I've actually been doing it for years. Um, we have spell jars and things that we work with and we bury and burn and we put them under candles. But one of my favorite things to do is consecrate and put them in a magical box. It could be any kind of a box, um, an unused tarot box. This one's too small for some of my tarot box, so I can use this as a spell box. It could go onto my altar with things that maybe you don't want the world to see, but you want on your altar, or it's just personal or things that are messy that you don't want out. You can even, coming up to Halloween, Halloween decorations, inexpensive. Like, look at this. This is spells, potions, and well, creepy concoctions. But this is one of those little expensive Halloween decorations that you can use for your oven. I have, um, this is a tin box that something came in with the word witch on it. This is my favorite one that I'm using right now. And I'll let you peek into it. Ah, it's an egg because we know eggs birth things anyways. It's where things cultivate and work within. And of course, it has a dragon on it, which will protect my spell inside. And you could do various spells. Look inside, peek. Oh, I've got spells. I've got wishes. I've got witches ladders. I've got all, I've got some material cloth from things that I've been doing magic on. And you put them in and you keep them on your altar to cook to keep safe and to expand, 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 like a fine wine. It's in the cellar getting better and better and better with time. It's not something I see a lot of people doing and it's one of my favorite and powerful things. So any kind of a box will do. You can get a fancy decorative box. You could have a little box. You could have an old shoe box if you need something that big. But all you have to do when you got your box is make it, I would cleanse it, whatever it is, you know, whether you want to smoke it a little bit with some Palo Santo or some cedar grass or whatever you want, you know, and I would give it intent like, okay, you are going to be part of my magical practice, like my, my knife and my sword and my athami and my chalice, you're going to be my magical spell box. So put your thought into it. You might even want to put your breath into it. You might do a whole ceremony for it, or you might just do that. And then you know it is this beautiful, magical place that you could put beautiful, magical things that either need protection or things you don't want people to see, or you just need them in some enclosed place so they can cook a while and get stronger and better and keep clear and pure without mushing with everything out in the air. So um, any kind of box will do. Everybody needs the magical spell box. Magic is everywhere. Sometimes you have to put it in a box. I have some beautiful magic for you today, which an author, Charlotte Wilde. Um, she's got this beautiful new book, Eclectic Witchcraft, and it's fabulous. But let's just, she, oh, let me just tell you a little bit about her. She is the owner of the occult shop, Eclectic Charge 
um, co-host of the Cosmic Cauldron podcast and article contributor at Pagan Pathos. She is a lifelong student of the occult, but more specifically, a practicing eclectic folk witch whose practice centers around the use of natural materials to create magic and further her connection with divinity. Through these platforms, her teachings awaken or aspire witches, some of the fundamentals of witchcraft by sharing her knowledge gained through both research and rigorous trial and error. I'm going to stop there because you're going to explain this so much better. So welcome, Charlotte. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm very eclectic. I'm, I'm very earthbound myself. I'm very elemental witch. So um, tell us a little bit about your path because you said this is kind of part of who you are and how you've always been. So, Yes. I mean... I would say that my path has definitely evolved over the years, like from starting out to now, but my path is really just an earth-based path, you know, and this book sort of lays out what I like to do in my own practice. And, but I wanted to be sure in writing this book that people knew that they could adapt what they needed to, to build their own practice. Cause to me, what's most important is finding what jives for you versus, you know, what jives for somebody else. Like it has to align with your interest and your likes. So that was, that was really important for me. Now my path eclectic is just the best way to sum it up. I don't, I don't think I could make it any more concise than that. So, okay. so is this something you've done for, since childhood or been a part of or attached to nature, or is it something you discovered along the way? Ooh, no, definitely from childhood. Although I wouldn't have, you know, had the vocabulary to label it as such, you know, at that point, but I was always interested in anything of the occult, anything hidden, all fairies, uh, all the Jim Henson movies and <laughs> um, just any, everything like that really caught my eye, really was something that I knew that I wanted to research. And also organized religion was just never for me, never. Right. Me neither. Again, very, very similar. I was always attached to, na to, na to nature and I was talking so well an hour ago, to nature and to magical and occult and mysterious practices. So yeah. um, again, I, I told you when we came on that this book, um, I just got it and it's fabulous. And um, this, and I work with a lot of people kind of just discovering the path and just starting out as well as seasoned people, which this is great for too. But what, this has a little bit of everything. What was the inspiration for you to write this? I, it started with my Instagram page and I was teaching people bits and pieces of my practice through a visual format. But I would have, you know, I would explain it underneath, you know, in these captions. And I was like, I have to write this down at this point, you know, just let's streamline this a little bit. And I've always wanted to write a book. So it was like the, the perfect opportunity. And it just, it, it aligned so well. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So for everybody listening, you go really, you start out with the basics of the craft and going into several different areas. Um, Protection magic, magic of the year, wheel of the year, all these things that you kind of have to know if you decide, I want to check out this path. And you do have a lot of spells and spell working. So tell us a little yes. bit about how your spell working path and um, how you do things. Are you very elemental with that? Are you a real complicated witch? Are you a simple witch? <laughs> For me, 
I, I really prefer simplicity. I do include a lot of spell jars in there, candle magic. The candle magic for me can be quite simple as well, even though you know you can dress it up with herbs and oils and make it more elaborate. I tend to be very simple. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm more simple in all my work too. Um, and I must say you have a lot of spell jar magic. I probably more than I've ever seen in one book. So yes. Yes, I love those because for me, it combines like it, it combines my herbs and it combines crystals and glass jars, which I have an obsession over. So <laughs> well, somebody doesn't know, say what, what is a spell jar? Now, a spell jar is a spell that is contained in a jar. Sometimes it's called container magic. There's sometimes it's called witches bottles. And through this, you can combine your ingredients. Now, for me, that's typically herbs and crystals and I choose them based on their correspondences and create these jars you know with a specific purpose but even even with that it, it also depends what you do with the spell jar afterwards that um so for instance like I would create a uh, spell jar to make me sleep better now that one for me would go closer to my bedside but I've also created a travel spell jar and that one comes with me. Like I actually put it on a necklace and I'll either wear it or place it somewhere, you know, as I'm traveling. So. Well, that's beautiful. Um, I do, I do what well, witches bottles, of course, and protection and have them out around the house and everything. But, um, and I've had a few things that I wear. So when you're, so if somebody's going, okay, I do. So there's magic within the spell, the ritual that you are doing it. You've got all your ingredients. Now, if your, your spell jar is sitting by your bed, do you have to leave the jar open? Do you close it? They're going to go, what? Ooh, I actually do close mine, but I don't typically seal them unless it is something that I want sealed. Like there, there's, symbolism in every step that you're taking so for me yeah i'll put the little cork on it but i wouldn't seal it unless it was maybe uh what's a what's a good one for me to seal uh some of my uh protection spell jars so <laughs> those will get a good seal yeah so um, right now, as it, I'm sure you know, I know when everything that's going on with everything, witchcraft is the largest growing religion right now or belief system. Yes. Um, and again, I'm seeing just empowerment of people in general, men and women about stuff. Um, how, how does that, this work into your day-to-day -day life as who you are? Or how do you suggest to other people going, oh, it's cool now, I want to be a witch, or my life is not working this way I want to do, but what will it do for me? Ooh, I, I absolutely love that there is this surge of new witches coming aboard. Even in my personal life, I'm seeing people that are starting to dig into it. And it's awesome. It's amazing. Because I remember what it was like back in... For me, it would have been the late 1990s, early 2000s, and it wasn't like this. Even though it was having a bit of a bit of a boom then as well with uh, the movies that were coming out of that time, but not like it is today. And it's it's been fascinating. Anybody who comes up to me, I I try to help them. You know, here's some pointers. Here's how you can get started. Uh, I really I welcome it. I think it's great. Yeah, I do too. Um, 
and yeah, and so much is based on movies and what we do. But and I think what's happening now that seems different is that it's taken more seriously. Yes, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a, a charm teen, which is great and all that. But it's like, oh wait, this is how I can live my life. This is an empowering way to live my life. So yeah. if somebody was just starting, like they just tuned in here and going, okay, this sounds fun, but where other than get your book, which I highly recommend, how <laughs> um, would you say somebody do to in their life or to change their life or to change patterns or things to just like open step into that door? To step into it, oh, for me, self-reflection is one of the, the key components in, because you have to start with having power over yourself. You know, this comes from getting power over your mind, understanding yourself and what you're trying to accomplish. And then you can sort of take that further. And as far as like exploring for me, it's explore what you're interested in. Like if runes call to you, if tarot calls to you, it's about exploring both yourself and your interest and coming up with a practice that works for you. Something that feels really good at the end of the day. I think that that is what spirituality should be like it. It's shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be one size fits all, you know, we're just, we're, we're multifaceted beings and <laughs> we are indeed, I, you even wrote in your book, which is awesome. I did. I um, did. Yeah, we are. Cause it, it, it's, I think your spiritual path, whatever one you choose, it's basically a roadmap for how do you to navigate this, this planet we're on for right now. Yeah. Um, and versus the one the fear-based and control-based ones this is like you said discover your own and empowering and step into it um yes. so yes i guess first know thyself this would be yeah I yes <laughs> you're very elemental and of the earth and very folk in what you do and i want to talk about that i i am too very elemental in my work um i i think that one way that we are all looking at and people are seeing like fairies and gnomes who never have before. I think that we are being guided by spirit or gods or God, whatever, because we have to pay attention to this earth. Absolutely. Um, so how do you, how does your, your help, your practice, your belief system um, help? Does it help with environmental awareness and sustainable living in itself? It does. It helps me be more aware of the world around me. And I know that it, that's the same for others as well, because you have to be conscious, you know, when you're connecting with the earth, it's, it's an exchange of energy and it makes you more aware of the subtle energies around you as well. I, I am elemental. I, I, not only with gardening, but I'm also a water person, you know, being in Florida, I'm surrounded. So, um, yeah, it's just a big part of my practice. I work with a lot of people. I'm sure you work with a lot of people and the world seems really overwhelmed right now, whether yeah. it's politics, life, aliens, war, pandemics, who knows? It's life goes on, but life goes on now with 24 hour TikTok, Instagram and everything else. Um, so if somebody's coming in, you know, I, I like this witchcraft. I don't know what to do, but they're just overwhelmed. Do you have any, cause that's one of my big things. Um, cause I know if you're folk work and all that, what would you suggest to somebody? 
Ooh, for me, overwhelmed, a lot of that comes from constant connect. <laughs> so, so dialing for me personally, it looks like dialing back from my cell phone usage and my, my social media usage and spending time in nature away, away from technology, away from the news, away from being, you know, bombarded with all this information and really taking that second to to breathe it all in and pause and just connect with the world around you. Cause it doesn't exist. It's not, it's not in our phones. It's not on our screens. What is most important is around us. That is the earth, you know, and it's, it's important to take breaks and, particularly like you were saying earlier that the the rise you know sort of has this this empowerment lean and it really does and it has to right now the world is is a little crazy right now <laughs> yeah yeah so tell me a, a, us a little bit about your folk practice what that means to you or uh, for me when I say folk magic I am coming from the angle of sort of, you know, low magic versus high magic, whereas it's more simplistic to me. It's, I make use of my everyday things, lighting a candle, lighting incense, cooking a meal. My practice is in my daily life. So, all right, everybody talks about, again, because we, it is our own path and we do create our own path. And though we have beautiful books and things, there isn't an exact do this and don't do that. It's actually, that's what we're straying away from going away from traditional religion and belief systems. But if somebody's going, okay, um, oh, are you a good witch? Are you a bad witch? I would say I'm a good witch. Good means a lot of things, but how do you, how do you teach people to work ethics or mindful or ethicalness into their practice? Or do you teach people that, or do you, how does that work? you it it depends on what you mean by ethics <laughs> and, and which I don't I don't know if I classify myself as a good witch or a bad witch I think I'm pretty neutral here in general um so as far as ethics maybe from an environmental ethical standpoint there I'll, I'll chime in I have no issues with uh I have no issues with hexing I have no issues with that portion of magic either. So I don't typically approach that one, although it's not taught in my book. That's not something I'm going to voluntarily teach anybody. Um, so for me, I, what I included in this book was of course, you know, my practice. Um, and I just gave tips and tricks on how to be mindful of the environment. Um, but not, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's perfect. I mean, that that's what to you, because um, people, I, I won't use like white witch because we're everything. We are light, we are dark, we are yin, we are yang and everything. Yeah. I just like good because I'm a big fan of Glenda and good means a lot of things, which is what that's I also, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's so interesting because I think people have their own natural innate sense and I th of, of what to do and not to do, not hex versus this versus that, but just like Am I blowing up planet or right now, or am I blowing up my house right now? Am I <laughs> okay? Yes, yes. So the misconceptions of witchcraft and that you know it's considered evil. I've had to talk to a lot of people about that. In fact, I recently moved, and 
I, I tried to pack, I hired movers, but I packed my, my stuff, but I left some things behind. One of the movers didn't come back because they thought it was evil. They would not, they would no longer assist me in moving my house. So even though like my husband found her and was like, no, you know, I understand because he's Catholic and she was Catholic as well. He was like, no, it's just, it's, pretty similar it's more similar than it is different to to him so <laughs> especially with catholicism it is yeah yeah i tell him that all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i had that once i was carrying i clearings and i carry this these big wicker baskets full of herbs and oils and things and little jars of whatever getting to places and once my handle broke and i was in a parking lot of like a shopping mall to, and the handle broke and it splattered glass herbs incense is all over and this cute little the maintenance guy at the place came up in his little golf cart and he's a you know a woman in distress he's helping me but the fear <laughs> i just saw like sweat tripping down. <laughs> he's like can i touch this <laughs> and he just get in his golf cart and he left i've had those experiences too I'm sorry. How do you balance the spiritual aspect of witchcraft and the practice of uh, witchcraft um, with the, like your real life, the pragmatic realities of your day-to-day -day life, whatever we do? Do they, you said that it is your life. So how does that work for you or has it helped or has it made it? Um, with my day-to-day -day life? Yes. It's 100% intertwined. My practice is a part of my daily life. That's a way for me to constantly connect. That said, I have had, even recently, I've had, you know, very formal mundane jobs and it doesn't necessarily intersect there. Although if they look at all the trinkets around my desk, they, they can usually figure things out <laughs> without me having to explain. But no, for me, it's, it really is. It's just a part of my daily life because that's, that's a way for me to connect. And it's, there's something beautiful about it being so simple and having that sort of constant access with spirituality versus having to go out of my way to do so. I, I agree wholeheartedly. We are the same. Do you have any specific like rituals or practices that you do like a daily thing in the morning or night or anything like that? daily thing is my coffee. Uh, a lot of the times that's my moon water. And if I don't use my moon water, I've also um, have some witchy brews here that I will use. And sometimes it's just as simple as stirring intentions into your coffee or, or banishing some stuff before, before you start your day. And candles, basic candles for me. I will, I will light a candle or an incense and get myself in the zone to prepare for my day. I know you have a dog because you mentioned a dog, and I have a dog. Has has your is your dog part of your practice or spell working at all? This is he isn't, but I also have a cat who wow. is way more interested. Than <laughs> yeah, my dog is a, a German shepherd who right now is napping at my feet, <laughs> but he's no, no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> the cat does. Yes. Do you consider your cat your familiar or just? I don't actually consider him my familiar, but he is my little protector and he is always interested in what I am doing. 
Cool. That is good. Yeah, I have a dog and a cat too. Mine's German, but she's a dachshund. But maybe it's the German thing. There's like, ah, I got my own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I'm going to be over here. <laughs> but she just turned two and she actually is mellowing so this quickly that she is taking interest. If I'm doing something mm -hmm. over in the corner over here or even working with someone or doing a spell casting or a ritual or something, all of a sudden, Oh, there's Willow. That that's kind of new. So you know, I mean, I don't think she's ever going to be my familiar or anything. Um, but but my cat is worse. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love to upgrade my pets to a familiar, but it's just it hasn't happened for me. <laughs> yeah, I've only had one or two that were my specific pets. I've had yeah yeah, but um, yeah, my cat would just be hanging from whatever that is. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, so what is your, what's next for you? I mean, what is your goal? Do you want, I mean, do you want to keep writing? Do you want author? Do you, you own a store now, right? You own a shop? I do. I do. Um, continuing on with my shop and my Instagram page, but I, I want to continue writing. I feel like that is, that was always my dream as, as a child, I wanted to be a writer. I did not know what I would write. But I always knew that I would have a book someday. And this was this was just an opportunity of a lifetime. I absolutely loved it, how it fell into place for me, because it combined the two things that I loved. You know, I get to write and speak about witchcraft. And it was it was amazing. And I it hasn't clicked yet that this is real life. So, you know, everything's so new. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm proud to be one of your very first interviews. Yes. <laughs> so, so you still do have a big social media presence, I take it, which yes. I'll follow you and find you. Yes. Yes. I, I haven't been posting as consistently. Life has been keeping me very busy, so, but I do always try to at least get something out for the lunar phases uh, as well as the Sabbaths and just trying to teach in a visual format. Cause I need that too. Um, I, it's easiest for me to see something in front of me or to even have a picture. So it's, it's a way to teach in multiple formats. And I did not realize that I enjoyed teaching so much, uh, but I do. Uh, it's great to hear from people that, you know, Hey, the way that you said this or the way that you explained this finally clicked for me. And that's one of the greatest feelings for me. Yeah. And I, you do have a nice style. Again, I have not read your whole book. I have not had, but just some of the things I picked out, you do have a nice style about you. And it, it seems like a, 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 not approachable, but a, a relatable way to do things. So um, do you do classes at workshops in your store or anything like that? Or I don't typically, normally it's just one-on-one. -on -one. So I don't, I don't host a class at this time. It's something that I've wanted to explore, but not something that I've actually sat down and done yet. But I would like to do that. Well, I have an online school if you ever, we don't have anybody specifically teaching folk magic right now. And <laughs> just think about it later. Um, amazing. For really good teachers. And a lot of my teachers are Llewellyn authors. I have to oh. teach you. Um, because I love it too. I never thought... Uh, 
I, I mean, I was like witchy, whatever, from a kid, didn't know. I would be in the backyard knowing what to do with rosemary and stiffing in my mom's purse and herbs and things. Um, but had anybody ever said I would teach or write, it would be like, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for the writing portion, I knew, but the teaching portion, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> universe works in mysterious ways yeah it really does so anyway before we go this is awesome um let people know where they can find you where they can get your book if they're in the area where your shop is your social media because i think you're great <laughs> thank you uh you can find me on social media uh my business page and the page my author page as well is at eclectic charge I also have a podcast page and that's at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast. And you can find me online at www.eclecticcharge.com. So tell us about your podcast. Ooh, my podcast is actually with one of my best friends and it's weekly. We took the summer off. Like I said, life has been very hectic, you know, especially with the book release. Um, but it is a we air it on Wednesdays and we just pick a new witchy topic either to explore or we'll just sit there and chat. So it, it depends on the week for us, but. And where can people find that? Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple, basically anywhere that you do get your podcast. All your favorite podcast places. Nobody's figured yeah. out how to word that yet under every. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just sort of use that generic one, wherever you get your podcast. Okay. Yeah, I do too. I'm still going. <laughs> or available everywhere. Podcast. Yes. <laughs> There's got to be a way to streamline this. <laughs> so, um, anyway, thank you, Charlotte. You guys, check her out. Follow her. Get her book. Um, seasoned professionals as well. Again, there's beautiful magic. She goes into a little bit of everything in really understandable, really understandable, really readable i can embrace this ways so um which it just check it out so thank you so much charlotte for being on and bringing your magic to the witching hour yes thank you so much for having me